So, so far we've been figuring out what's not wrong with my truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm really getting annoyed. I just... <sighs> so, we changed the fob batteries. Not the mm -hmm. fob batteries. We cha we op we're going to change the truck battery itself, but the truck battery itself is a year old. And I, I don't remember I, that I changed it here. But literally, there's a date sitting on it, and he said the battery's in good condition. It's a gel battery. It's an expensive battery. And I'm like, okay. So I bet Amy probably did it and just never said anything to me. Or or I just didn't pay attention at the time. A year ago, we were pretty flush, so I can't see it being an issue, you know? Yeah. So, but <sighs> hoping today or tomorrow I can figure out what's wrong with it so we can get around to grabbing things because we're ready. Holy crud, we're ready. Yeah, I need hay and soil and all the things so and that I can actually get started on all the gardening things that I keep talking about. Yeah, and I need to get sand and cement and start looking at what crops I want to do and where I want to do them. I got a couple of ideas I was thinking about and I was looking at different watering systems I think you'll be happy about. I like your idea, the one you sent showed me with the cattle, the cattle guard or cattle fence. That for really the trellis? Good. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. So, it's the kind of stuff that you know, I was I'd looked at 2 years ago, but mm -hmm. didn't know if we were going to, you know, if I was going to stick with it, do it, you know, mm -hmm. year after year, and so we didn't want to commit to projects that included, you know, expensive pieces of wood. Yeah. But no, now, no, I'm excited now. Now we're going to for the third year in a row, try to gung-ho the uh, the sunflowers. That's my big one, but yeah. Well, yeah, but the the first year they were successful in the front yard. Yeah. And it was perfectly fine, but that was also the first year that we tilled the front yard. Yeah. And when you first till the ground, it's not that bad when you just plant things in it, but after, you know, it got compacted and weeds started growing and everything started falling apart with it it just they couldn't grow in that again a second year they needed the nutrients added back to it and it needed to be aerated and so we have to pick the elephant ears out of there right if we're going to do that again to till it i wasn't expecting to put sunflowers in the front yard again oh, okay if i was going to i'd put them in the circles yeah i'm not against that either because i feel like that side on the north side of the sidewalk there just blank so i don't know you know what i mean it's just grass is there a circle there no but yeah. that's not or i don't know what i don't know how that <laughs> agreed with me i was talking about putting them in the circles and you said yeah the blank side is blank but no, there's no, no circle i there. mean like i'm talking about putting a circle <laughs> on the blank side because we we pulled all the bricks out of the those bricks out of the basement uh-huh and i'm pretty sure that's enough to make a circle on that side is what i'm talking about or i could you know i don't know i'll look at it just build the retaining so. wall you build the retaining wall i'll line the whole front end of the yard with sunflowers it looks so pretty yeah it's not that hard i just i have such a list right now but i'm not against it but if i do that i want to be i want to uh build in the sprinkler system too so for that i need amy so well, i mean yeah but mm -hmm. also means that it makes it that much easier to start your red clover up there because then we'll be digging and destroying the grass anyways yeah probably be the time to I officially am not it. a fan of grass 
you know i like laying in clover i've i've laid in field of fields of clover like when i worked at Vallejo sanitation and flood control mm-hmm. man just beautiful green clover lay down in that no problem lay down in grass and i just itch <laughs> you know so i don't know i think i like the clover idea plus the bees like the clover idea i was talking to them this morning oh yeah 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 they're they're just you know I'm not going to dad joke this one. I'm just going to say good morning and welcome to the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. And two people who are just trying to make it in this crazy world. So, oh, I had so much stuff to talk about, but I just want to stick with our format right now. So you said we got two two days today yeah two we national? got one national and one world cool I'm, I'm one i can relate to and one i i have a hard time believing in but go for it so the national one is national spaghetti day mm. which if anybody knows me knows that i absolutely hate spaghetti she does um you hate spaghetti spaghetti marinara or spaghetti with meat sauce red sauce isn't that exactly what spaghetti is? No, spaghetti is the pasta itself. So is it talking about the dish, though? Or is well, it just talking about the I pasta? I don't know. Okay. So National Spaghetti Day on January 4th offers an opportunity to pick your sauce and add it to that long, thin, Whoa. cylindrical pasta of Italian and Sicilian origin. Usually from made from semolina flour, mm-hmm. this pasta has been a worldwide favorite for ages and loved by millions. There are various pasta dishes based on spaghetti, and the sauce determines most of them. Some examples include spaghetti a la carbonara, garlic and mm. oil, tomato sauce, meat sauce, bolognese, alfredo sauce, clam sauce, or other sauces. In addition, we traditionally serve spaghetti dishes topped with grated hard cheeses, such mm. as romano, parmesan, and grana padano. Okay. What is that? It is a nutty dry aged uh cheese it, it's not for melting it is more of a cheese that will stay kind of to it to itself but you would actually probably like it because okay so you know when we bought like little wedges of parmesan and they get hard because we yeah. leave them exposed to the air that's what that is it's very mm. very similar in that yeah, kind of texture I like that texture yeah that's what i'm saying you would actually probably really like it it doesn't it just doesn't have the same melting point so it's not like something you'd put on garlic bread so but i could see it very well and and pastas for sure. Okay. And yeah, so it's talking about the pasta itself because spaghetti is what you don't like is like marinara spaghetti marinara sauce, which I, I understand. Don't, I, I don't like red sauce. I, I never have ever in my Yeah, and I've tried life. several times and I gave mom, up. Mom, it she I think it's hilarious. If you ask my mom, I've never liked red sauce and I always called it red sauce. Mm-hmm. I was the weird kid because I don't like red sauce. I didn't like pizza. So whenever we went to any kind of party ever at oh, yeah. all, I refused to eat anything with red sauce on it. So I always had cheese sticks. And to this day, if we get pizza and we can't get cheese sticks, I get sad. I've recently, f- I feel like recently I started reverting back because I, every time we get pizza, I'm like, oh man, I really want pizza. And then I don't like it as much as I want to eat the cheese sticks. But did you, okay, but like Nikki gets the chicken Alfredo one, but you don't like chicken on your pizza. Um, not really. I like spinach, um, spinach mm-hmm. Alfredo pizza though. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's got spinach and like mushrooms on it, I'll and like it's an Alfredo pizza, I really, really like. And those. to be fair, you also like my, the margarita pizzas, which are a red sauce pizza. But that, but that makes sense because margarita pizza, the basil in a margarita pizza brings out the sweetness of it properly. 
but you just love mozzarella cheese. I, mean, I was going to say, I think if it's I literally, cheese. It's like, because you love caprese salads. Oh, and, I love And you love caprese. my caprese salads when I put avocados and, you know, all the everything. <sighs> I the miss fun's in it. those things. That's yeah. what I'm excited for. You can't for. grow mozzarella, though. No. That's but okay. We have a basement. We could, mm-hmm. if we wanted to, start making cheese. It's just stinky. Nah, I wouldn't do it in the basement. The basement's going to be mushrooms. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm saying. I'm excited about that. <laughs> we I was wouldn't do it anyways because cheese is stinky. <laughs> but anyway, spaghetti was was considered one of the mother uh, pastas because spaghetti was literally one of the first pastas to really hit America because it's the easiest one to make. It's a simple, basic form. And or were we done reading that? Or, no. Oh, then I just interrupted <laughs> it. Okay, I'm sorry, but oh. it is talking about the pasta and not the dish because yeah. there are spaghetti dishes that you like. Anyways. The word spaghetti is plural for the Italian word spaghetto, Mm -hmm. which is diminutive. Mm -hmm. That's a weird word of spago, meaning thin string or twine. American restaurants offered spaghetti around the end of the 19th century as spaghetti italienne, which is believed to have consisted of noodles cooked past al dente Mm -hmm. and a mild tomato sauce flavored with easily found spices and vegetables such as cloves, bay leaves and garlic. Decades later, cooks added oregano and basil to many recipes. Yep. There's a significant debate on the origin of spaghetti. However, we do know that we've been consuming pasta for many, many years. There are records in the Jerusalem Talmud of Itrium, a kind of boiled dough commonly available in Palestine from the 3rd to 5th centuries AD. A 9th century Arab dictionary describes I'm not even gonna try to say that. <laughs> As string like shape the string like shapes made of semolina and dried before cooking. An eleven fifty four writing for the Norman King of Sicily mentions it as being manufactured and exported from Norman Sicily. Dried pasta became popular in the 14th and 15th centuries due to its easy storage. People stored the dried pasta in ships when exploring the New World, and a century later, pasta was present around the globe during the voyages of discovery. Nice. In March of 2009, the world record for the largest bowl of spaghetti was set and then reset in March of 2010 when a Garvin- Garden Grove, California, oh, Buca di Pe- Beppo restaurant successfully filled a swimming pool with more than 13,780 pounds of pasta. Holy crud. <laughs> um, and then sung to the tune of On Top of Old Smokey, the fun children's song On Top of Spaghetti was written mm-hmm. and originally sung by folk singer Tom Glazer with the Do Re Mi children's chorus in 1963. <laughs> so make your favorite spaghetti dish and be sure to make sh- enough to share. Of course, you can always invite your friends to join you at your favorite Italian restaurant and split a plate. Now we'll say this. My favorite spaghetti dish, I'm not going to have anytime soon, but my favorite spaghetti dish when it comes to the actual pasta for spaghetti is literally just pasta, brown butter, and mithra cheese, which is a dried goat's uh, goat's cheese. Um, Mm. Old Spaghetti Factory in Sacramento. I forgot that place existed because I hated it so much. Oh, no. That is the, 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 there's only two things at Old Spaghetti Factory that I loved. And the Mithra cheese pasta was one. And then um, they made a pesto or, or served, I'm sure they didn't make it, a pesto ranch dressing. Mm. And it was so good. And those were the two things that I just really enjoyed. But, like, I got, um, I got this 10 pound box of, of spaghetti and it like opened 
to be spaghetti. I found out later that it was like a hundred dollars for that oh. box. It was just pretentious, but I didn't know that. Somebody gave it to me, and I don't even remember what what it was, what the occasion was. But they had given it to me, and I was like all excited about it. And I just browned butter and was boiling pasta. And they're like, "So Joey, have you used any of that pasta yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just it's just about all gone. Why? What'd you do?" Oh, and I told them what I did, and they were offended. So, oh, who was that? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, that was Mikhail. He was one of the one of the other students at the Culinary Academy in mm-hmm. San Francisco. I didn't know that it was anything expensive, so I was just treating it like regular spaghetti. I was enjoying it. It was really good, and it was holding butter, and it was um, it was interesting because, you know, spaghetti, we're used to smooth pasta, but these had, these had little jags on them, so they would grab the little bits of butter and the little browned bits and everything for it. So it was just an amazing – it tasted great. I loved it. <laughs> a little brown butter, a little salt, and went through, I guess, a $100 – box of pasta but you know hey I, I, what was i supposed to do with pasta I, if you give me food my idea is that i'm supposed to eat it i've never liked those those decorative things that people put in their um in their kitchens that are just oils and these vegetables and things and these colored oils with a wax covered tip on the jar that's weird i've never even heard of that oh no it's it's these things right here what the yeah so they, they make these jars of oil that you can't use and you can't eat. And as a matter of fact, on majority of them, it says in the tab, not fit for human consumption. To which I'm like, why is that even in my kitchen? And those look like they're straight out of the 70s. That's really weird. They those look, are ugly, too. Yeah. No, I, there's nothing about them that I like. To me, and I've seen restaurants that actually have those kinds of things in there. They look like big wine glasses bottles with them in there. And it's just... And it's just horrible stuff, and I, I just want nothing to do with it. So, yeah. But, I mean, for me, you buy me food, you know, to cook with, I'm going to cook with it. I'm You can't be offended how I use it. Yeah, that's... No. And he was. It was Mikhail. I remember him. So, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I enjoyed that pasta. So, and then we have... So, that's, that's a day I can get behind. But what's our... Uh, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> And then the next one is World Hypnotism Day. So, World Hypnotism Day on January 4th promotes the truth and benefits of hypnotism. The day also aims to remove myths and misconceptions about hypnotism. Hypnosis is defined as a state of highly focused attention. It's usually associated with relaxation and heightened suggestibility, while some describe hypnotism as being in a trance. The person credited with developing a method for hypnosis is Franz Mesmer. He was a German doctor who specialized in astronomy. Born in 1734, his development of hypnotism coincided with the Enlightenment and the Age of Reason in the 18th century. Many religious people believe hypnotism was steeped in the occult. However, these beliefs didn't deter Mesmer from using hypnosis both as a form of healing and entertainment. Through the years, many others dabbled with hypnotism and created their own methods. Eventually, hypnotism became regarded as a useful tool for reducing stress. Today, professionals use hypnosis in psychotherapy. Some of the treatments used include reducing anxiety, anxiety, treating phobias, an approach to weight loss, quitting bad habits such as smoking, improved sleep, and hot flashes. Despite the fact 
hypnotism is embraced by the scientific and psychological fields, there are many misconceptions about it. Some of these misconceptions include hypnosis is a state of unconsciousness or sleep. Hypnosis is a form of mind control or brainwashing. It's possible not to wake up from a hypnotic trance. Hypnosis, hypnosis weakens the mind and only a hypnotist can induce hypnosis. So on this day, many hip- hypnotherapists offer free semi-private hypnosis sessions. They also host webinars and educational presentations about the benefits of hypnotism. Many organizations, including the National Guild of Hyp- Hypnotists, the Academy of Professional Hypnosis, and National Council for Hypnotherapy, organize special events to participate on this day, learn more about hypnosis and the benefits of hypnotherapy, watch the BBC documentary Science of Hypnosis and the docu docu-series, which is... It's a docu-reality series, <laughs> Hypnotized, which means I won't ever watch it. Mm-hmm. Discover more about hypnotism, how much h- how much about what you know falls under misconceptions, learn how to dispel them, and talk to someone who received hypnotherapy and discuss how it helped them. I don't know anybody that's gone through any kind of hypnotherapy or... Or no, I did know somebody that has been hypnotized, but I never, I've never seen it with my own two eyes. I've watched enough videos and things, you know, between America's Got Talent and stuff like that, um, and just a, a variety of videos that will pop up on, you know, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. But I've never actually like witnessed it. So I know that you can hypnotize chickens, and mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And I did it to Sugar at one point when, like, it was like early, early last year, but. <laughs> Sugar's our big hen, and she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, so I know that you could do it to chickens, and I thought that was funny, but that's I've never seen it done to a human. <laughs> so No, I. you know what? And, and here's when I understood better, because there's a – okay, first off, Mesmer is where Mesmerized came from. So I didn't know if you knew that or not, but that was a cool thing. I Because I, I, was, I was like, oh, Edward Nigma is the Riddler, really? <laughs> wow. Well, Mesmer is the hypnot, hit, but really, that's he's actually where the phrase came from. So, I thought that was kind of cool when I when I had first studied hypnotism. That's funny. But uh, a whole word named after the fact that you would do that to people. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's funny. But mesmerizing was more more the proper terminology for it because, like, yeah, you're not taking the chicken and putting something in front of the chicken and changing the chicken and saying. I'll snap my fingers, and when I snap my fingers, now you're a dog, and the chicken goes and lifts his leg on the tree or something like that. But it's when you understand that it's more just a state of relaxation. Like you just you hear a sound, and you relate that sound to relaxation. In meditation, there's you know chakra, and uh, there's the the bowl. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's just called a meditation bowl. But you can run the ring around the outside of the bowl and it makes that beautiful sound in whatever key works best for you. And for most people, it's actually C. Um, but as far as the the whole what I honestly believe to be a crap show of I'm going to sit you down and, I'm, and when I'm done, you're going to feel like you're, you're going to think you're the strongest man in the world and all this other stuff. You know, we had these hypnot- hip, quote unquote hypnotists that came to my high school. You know, bef- uh, at Vallejo High and, and hypnotized, quote unquote, these kids that none of us ever knew as students. So they weren't students of our school. None of us knew who they were. And it well, was then like, that's that's yeah, stupid. It's a sham. And it was like and, and we're like, OK, this was stu- like we literally I think 
the core walked out. We all walked out. We were just like, this is just so dumb. And uh, we, we got out of there. So I'm definitely jaded. I don't believe in the crap as far as, you know, oh, you can use it to quit smoking. And I, I think you just you're just, just going to be the willpower. No matter what it takes for you to trigger it, hey, if it, if it makes you quit smoking, do whatever it's going to take. I don't care if, you know, but, you know, the, to say that hypnosis changes your full mindset, da, 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 meditation changes your full mindset. So and now any, you got to start doing that. Uh, do we want to talk about that this morning? No, we'll, we'll okay. get into that later. Okay, good. Because it's going to be. Yeah, there's there's a big <laughs> life change going on for for me right now that I'm not wholly excited about, but I am. But you are willing to do whatever it takes. I am. And this is whatever it takes. And that's exactly it. It's it's I have changed in the last two and a half years. I don't like it and I'm going to fix it. And this is probably the good scooch that I need to have to be able to fix that. So so tune in to our afternoon episode yep. to find out what that is. And we'll talk about, you know, some some habits, some good things that you should do and things like that. So definitely listen. Yeah. No, it, there's a lot that that's going to apply. I got a lot of good information. I've been doing a lot of research on it and we're going to start working it. And it's going to be. It's definitely going to change the dynamics of things, and uh, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm apprehensive of it because, you know, I just I always am. Change is always something that's a struggle for me. I th- I don't think it's necessarily change that's, at least since I've known you, change isn't what struggle is what isn't what you struggle with. It's, I, um, oh man, I just had the word. It, it's sticking to something. Okay. It's routine. It's discipline. Yeah, that's what there that's what I was thinking. It's discipline. Yeah, you want to be disciplined, and we talk about being disciplined, and we can go on for hours about all the things we need to do. And but then, then the moment else that says, "Oh, hey, can we do this?" and it's like, "Fine," and mm, then it's like, "Okay," then we just blame it on everybody else. No, I'm I literally <laughs> it's it's the way that it works. Like, okay, and and I'll prove it this time. Starting tomorrow, I'm literally going to stick 100 percent to my diet. How long before somebody else asks for something that's not part of my diet? But that's not the point. The point is that people can ask and you have to say no. That's the discipline okay. of it. You have to Except be able that I like to give everybody I, what they want. And but that's the discipline of it on top of that is if, if you mm. are supposed to be sticking to a diet and other people aren't, you should be able to go, hey, I'm going to go get you these things, but we're going to go back home. We're not eating at this place because I have to eat this. It's just. I, there's a there's a method to it that you don't do because okay. and now I want everybody to comment on our social media about which side you're on in that because that's it, it is two different sides but it's fine not a big deal we we will lovingly talk about it in in debate over the next few days weeks months you know 2094 um anyways but you know we definitely join us this afternoon we'll talk we're going to talk more about it for sure and uh until then i'm joey and i'm kiki and we thank you so much for joining us please follow us on all of our social media this has been the stupid podcast on everything and remember that which does not kill you <sighs> it's coming anyways peace out with your peace out bye, bye.